Welcome to Two Men on the Run. And it's another day at the Made to Run studio. Um, we've got our coffee with us and uh, we're rearing to go after a muddy, Ooh, muddy yeah. session on the fields this morning. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. I, I, you know, I at one point didn't want to go out there. I was looking out the, uh, the snow and thinking, it's not worth it. I'll get injured. And then my good training partner here inspired me. He said, we must get out there. There's, what's wrong with you, lad? So I said, I right, go on then. And I got a message off him. Oh, it's dangerous out there. I don't think I'll go. <laughs> I said, what's wrong with you, lad? <laughs> uh, well, so we went. We went, you know. And it yeah, was nice. It, it, it was, was lovely. It was, wasn't it? It was nice and muddy. Um, you had a, a bit more tread on your... Uh, your shoes, didn't you, with those trail shoes on in comparison to... What he means to say is I was streaking ahead. He was, leaving me behind. Um, <laughs> different to our other uh, hill session earlier on in the week, though, but, you know... So yeah, Mossbank Hill, even, it was the other, other way around. Mm. Mossbank Hill in the pouring rain. It's a sort of session that, that uh, makes, makes you or breaks you that, I think. Yeah. At the moment, I'm getting out there. I've got this in my mind. You know, I've been very lazy for a, for a spell, and... At the same time, the job is, is keeping me relatively fit. And no signs of life on the horizon. And uh, but then I got a message from Patsy there over in Ireland. And he kind of understood. And, and um, a bit of inspiration from him and the coach over here. And before we know, back on track. I'm just busting those sessions Um Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, long run Sunday. So I'm back, back in the mix and the job as well. It's keeping me in touch, keeping me in touch. What about you, Matthew? Yeah, so um, obviously still, still struggling with this little uh, injury. I think, it, I think it's the, the swelling around the ankle's gone down. It seems just to be a bit of plantar uh, fasciitis on, on the under the foot now. So just got to try and get rid of that. But training's going, you know, okay considering. Um, hit about seventy miles this week. Going to get my long run tomorrow in, and then. We're, we're on to uh, marathon training starting uh, the 1st of Feb. Um, I've been chatting with um, Ben Ben Rosio, uh, who's the coach of the North Arizona Elite Squad out there. And um, I've, I've mentioned them a couple of times. I've read uh, Inside a Marathon, which which Ben and one of the athletes, Scott Forbel, uh, wrote, um, which was like a, a full breakdown of their training all the way for 20 weeks up to New York a couple of years ago. For, for Scott's race, um, and I've recently been reading another book called Running the Dream uh, by Matt Fitzgerald, which is a re- really good book. He's a he's he's, in a, he's a journalist, and he's in his sort of um, early forties, and he he'd run marathons for the last sort of 20, 20, 30 years, and he wondered if going to that sort of team atmosphere, that elite team atmosphere, and training like the elites in in their surroundings, having the support that they had from a coach, and the physio, and everything, if that could make any difference to him his age and could he beat his, his personal best from a good 15 years ago at the marathon um, I've not finished it yet so I don't know whether he does uh, but so currently the way he's talking about it it's, it's all sounding very positive as if he will but I've been talking to the coach Ben and um, mostly because I'm, I'm in, interested in getting out there to Arizona uh, in the summer if Jade gets selected for the for the Paralympics and get her a bit of altitude training out there get her in that sort of elite surrounded by those elite athletes and things and uh, but also for myself to, to train with some of these great marathon runners that, that are there under, under Ben and uh, Ben's said you know obviously if the world's back and we can travel and stuff and Jade is selected that he'd love to have have us over there so that's that's fantastic and I'm, I'm really excited and hope, hopeful that that all goes goes ahead uh, but he's also given me uh, the 12-week uh, marathon training plan that that the group did uh, before the Olympic uh, American Olympic trials last February um, so and they had six athletes placed in the top 20 uh, in the in the race across the men and women's so I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to sort of follow that uh, and it looks it looks intense. Uh, looks like some, some some really intense sessions in there. So I'm I'm excited about them because I like a good a good hard training session, especially the long runs and stuff like that with some intensity. So excited for that from the first of Feb. Um, but good yeah. man, good man. And if Jade doesn't make it, you know you can take me instead. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just looking over at your coffee pot there. On you know the plunge is supposed to go down. Oh yeah. Uh, I have to help him out, you know. I have to help him out. <laughs> I'm used to my machine. <laughs> I bring stuff with me, you know. 
And I uh, and um, listen, um, this week regarding the COVID debate, um, quite interesting for me. Quite interesting. I'm all ears, you know. Despite despite, you know, I, I do go on, but I do listen as well. And this week, I've been listening to someone, and I won't reveal this person. Someone right at the heart of this pandemic, general practitioner in St. Helens, very close, um, vaccinations surrounding the, the scheme at the St. St. Helens, Stadio de St. Helens, what do you call it again? The wiki wiki something, the stadium, um, the vaccinations, um, spoke to this lady, as I say, I, I won't be given any details about this lady, but very interesting, because I asked a couple of questions, and her answers really stayed with me. They were very interesting. And and it, I'm going to put this out there to the people who are listening far and beyond. The answers were with us. In regards to the, the vaccination, she hadn't had it herself. She didn't want it. She was concerned about it. They were things that really stuck with me. Um, and the whole pandemic itself, she, she feels, has been exaggerated. And then, coupled with that, she, was, she made some statements surrounding the mass um, profiteering. Example she gave me was the masks and the vaccinations. And uh, what did this, this really stayed with me. And then I listened to these chumps on social media who were all in support, you know, and, and they criticised people who asked questions. Listen, if you're in support, that's fair enough. But I think it's really important to have an open debate and, and not to be too judgmental on both sides of the debate. And when I listened to this expert in her field, right at the heart of the, 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 the pandemic, and also worried, by the way, I, I didn't mention this, for when... She would like to travel, that she's going to be forced to take a vaccination that she doesn't want, but that she is administering, though. Crucial, isn't it? Um, interesting. And uh, that stayed with me. And I just want to share that with the people. With the people. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 interesting. I mean, obviously, like, you know, you go back to, the obviously, some of the vaccines of the past, and, and they're essential, and, and the, you know, the huge risk for have not taken them and the, the downfalls of, of what it occurs and the conditions and, and death of, of children and things like that um, with, with various vaccines from children and stuff. So, you know, it's key. It, they can be key in things. I think there is a lot of questions over the, the COVID one in terms of the time frame that was was done and I suppose that the long-term um, effects of it, and I know I've spoken to um, a couple sort of um, in, the, in the medical field um, who who have concerns over the, the long-term effects, which is a relatively, you know, a realistic sort of thing to have some concerns over because we, we don't know how it is going to affect us down the line. But at the same time, there's got to be some way back to some reality in the world. And if the, the only way is, is to have the vaccine and, and, you know, get everyone sorted with that and get back to some reality, it could do. I mean, there's a, there's a great film... Um, that I that I really liked, which which when you think of it and where we are and the world that's going on, it, it sort of looks and it's based on a book actually, so the, the film is, is redundant in a way. But um, Children of Men, um, I don't know if you ever seen that one, John Joe. No, no. Definitely worth worth watching. Um, but it's it's set sort of um, slightly in in our future, probably not that far in our future anymore, to be fair, um, from when the film first came out. But when, when did it come come out? Um, it was early two thousands. Um, it was only set sort of 20, 30 years in the future, I think. Um, but um, in that, men have become um, and, and women have become sterile. There's no, there's no, there's not been any children born for the, like the last um, ten or fifteen years or so, and that sent the world into a huge sort of meltdown and people wars and, and everything like that. Um, and yeah, it, it, the main character in there is, is, is a is a pregnant uh, a pregnant lady, um, and it'll be the first child. But obviously, they're trying to get them out of out of the UK, which has become this sort of really um, secure like concentration camp areas and everything like that have been shut down not wanting foreigners in it and things like that and everything and it's you know because you look somewhere where we are with the likes of Brexit and stuff and you can see us heading in that direction and obviously there's it never explains why um, 
what you know how the, the the population the world's population became sterile and things like that but there's always ties to the vaccines or to um you know lots of you know a play a disease and, and things like that that affects people and whatever and i don't know whether the book gives more away i've never actually read the book i probably should really because the books are always always better than the films in, in nine out of ten occasions anyway but um but it's, it's, it's a good film uh, clive owen is the the lead man in it um, who's sort of in the in the in the um, the film is is made to be the main one. To be fair, I think in the book actually it's uh, his partner who's the main character, um, but uh, who's who's played by quite a famous act, actress in it. But she she in the film very early on gets killed. Slight spoiler there, but it's very early on in the film, so it doesn't ruin anything for you. Um, but uh, yeah, you you sort of you're like oh you know I mean it has been this this whole last. What getting close on twelve months now has felt like very much we're in some sort of science fiction um, film uh, or book. Um, mm. You know, very much there's a there's a very nineteen eighty four sort of vibe going on. Big Brother watching us sort of thing at the moment with stuff um, with apps and things like that, tracking where we are and stuff. So there's there is a lot of comparisons to a lot of the science fiction, which is you know crazy when you think of it. That that's that's where we we sort of feel like we are in this world at the moment, and you know. If you watch the sci-fi stuff, they always lie on the on the conspiracy theory sort of side of things, I suppose. But you know, we we hopefully live in a in you know in the real world, and hopefully the conspiracy theories aren't real, and and you know we can we can somehow trust and, and get behind the the advisors and the people there that are uh, you know telling us what we should be doing and how we need how we can get get out of this situation that we're in. Um, but I mean, one of the I mean. You know, and one of the big things, you know, talking about where you're on about like the mass hysteria and things being blown out of proportion is, uh, you know, on the running side of things is the Olympics at the moment. So there's, there's, I keep seeing um, newspaper reports and headlines saying the Olympics is cancelled, it's over, you know, there's no Olympics. And then you click into these articles and read them. And the only person in the whole, there's, 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 in all the articles I've read in it, there's been two people that have said the Olympics should be cancelled. One was the guy who was um, one of the main guys in, in um, who helped organise London 2012 Olympics, who says, you know, if it was London, if it was London and this was all going on, it was London, we'd have to start probably looking at, you know, what we'd do to cancel and everything like that. So never says actually it should be cancelled, but says, you know, well, we'd probably have to be looking at it, which I'm sure the Japanese... Um, you know, government and, and Olympic Association are looking at anyway, um, and then the other one is a, a Japanese newspaper which seems to be completely against the Olympics being there in the first place, and they're saying cancel the games. Um, but a lot of the then Western press and, and things like that. So I know there's an Australian newspaper that led with a, a headline that was the games cancelled, and a lot of British uh, media has, has picked up on it and started saying the games are cancelled and stuff, and. Um, you know, when you actually then look into it and look into the people that they, that are actually involved in the organisation of the the Tokyo Olympics, every one of them goes no. Everything's full steam ahead on on it going ahead at the moment. It might be no, you know, no um, spectators or, or anything. There'll be we might have to get governing bodies to buy the vaccines to vaccinate athletes and stuff like that before they can go. And if they don't. Have, you know, don't refuse to have the vaccine, then they can't make the team. It's part of the, you know, the the uh, selection sort of process and things like that to try and make sure it's it's a uh, you know a safe sort of games and stuff like that standpoint. So you know, there's there's a lot of the media has has a lot to to say for the position we're in. I think as a, as a world, um, with sort of like you know blowing things out of proportions, how things are reported and stuff, and you know back in Charlie Spedding's book and, and what Charlie told us about is always look at the statistics, always look at the evidence, where it's coming from, what's the source, who's who's funding that, that information and that and that resource. And I think that's a, you know, a lot of people aren't doing that these days A lot of and haven't been doing it for a while. We look at a headline and that's what we take as, as the information is solely the headline um, and not the information that's that's behind that article. And when you do look into it, you, you can see a, a clearer picture really but um, and make a better decision. Yeah, well said, Matthew. The British media are famed for it, aren't they? The the the, the doom and gloom headlines and 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 the, the fabrication, and they've been doing it for a long, long time. And that they're they're experts at it. And we, the people, are sadly uh, buying it time over and over. It just you know just going along. When I get to the tip, 
I know we don't put the paper, you know, I'm, I'm, we're recycling. I'm a bit man. Did I, ever, did I tell you? <laughs> and uh, I get there and I, I should take a picture really. I think I did take one. And uh, it's it's this particular um, bay, if you like, and it's, it's c- completely full of newspaper, right sky high. It's yeah. so enormous. <laughs> and you look up and you can see the sky and you can see all these papers you're looking up. And, I, and you can see... As you, as you look look through all the different newspapers and all the headlines and you can glance from and you can see all, it's all like shock horror oh my god look at this you know and I just I just think to myself I say, who's buying this shit you know who, who's buying it and quite a lot of people actually quite yeah. a lot of people well, that's it. they I, love it they love it they do and, and I mean you know getting back to one a topic we've discussed the last couple of weeks the whole cross country equality debate and stuff like that in, oh, in yeah. athletics that again is being led a lot of the way by the way it's being reported on mm, uh, you know yeah. a lot of it is leading on you know it's unfair that uh, women should run less distance than men but that isn't really the debate on it you know and that's not the the issue not really the issue behind it when you look into it more and you look at the, the side and the opinions the majority of women that compete in cross country are happy with the distance they're running and to be fair would be happier with even slightly shorter distances um, because the terrain, the, 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 the what, what cross country is, is it at its core and the, the toughness and things like that, the distance that women run is, is they're, they're very happy to do that and a lot of them see that if they if it was increased in the distance, there'd probably be a bigger dropout of women want, you know not taking part and not participating in cross country. But those that are sort of putting the pressure on and leading the way and funding money into the into it to try and raise the profile of this equality debate on on the the the, the, the uh, distances in cross country, uh, are sort of people who don't even participate in the cross country races that they're trying to equalise. They have no interest in in taking part in them, um, but they just think everything should be equal. And you know, for me, I, you know, I I'm I'm on the side of of these top. Uh, not even just not even the top female cross country runners, but just the female cross country runners. I know we've got uh, two two of our friends who hopefully are going to come onto the podcast once we're we're out of lockdown and things like that. I mean, I do feel like they're probably just going to beat you up in a corner, and I'll be watching. But um, we, you know, we'll be having them on hopefully, and and both of them, uh, you know, uh, agree with the the top. Um, the top women and things like that they, they don't want the distances any longer they're happy with the distances they they run currently and competing across country and they both compete um and so you know they're the people who, who should have an opinion not these these people um who, who don't compete in cross country um you know and where do you draw the line if you want equality in in athletics then does a woman hammer thrower or shot putter throw the same weight as a man you know, because they're different weights, and and the reason they're different weights is because men naturally have more muscle than women do, so they've got a heavier weight to throw. But would you, you know, if you're going to say they should run the same cross country distances, should they then throw the same weights? And I would very much expect the the women throwers to say no, we shouldn't. Mm. Um, but these people who are who are pushing for this uh, equality, surely their argument would go that way as well and say no, they should be throwing the same things. It's it's different to you know, should they have the same pay? Of course, they should have the same pay. It's this, you know, it'll be the same job and things like that. But you know, different disciplines in, in athletics and sport, the way of competition is, is a very different thing. And yeah. obviously, you lead on then to the the whole transgender sort of argument and debate as well from that. I read a, a really interesting sort of comment from a gentleman regarding Northern Athletics, and um, he he made some really sort of cute cute. What's the word? points um and one of them was in this debate in this argument like every other argument and by the way personally i get very bored very easily so i start reading about something like this i just drop off i'm not that interested really you know and and i switch over to something else but so i never get too too involved with it and thus i don't know much about it either you know but um regarding this particular view that stood out for me was that, again, people on social media, they get all let up and angry and they get abusive, actually. They get quite abusive towards um, whether which, which whichever side of the debate they're on. They become very hardened on, in one line of thinking and quite abusive. Um, 
and he didn't want that and he thought that Northern Athletics um, should pick up on that within the, the sort of forum of, of comment, commentary and whatnot. Uh, and also, um, Northern Athletics, he gave some interesting figures and I, I wish I could remember them, but we, we pay two pounds yeah, each, yeah, you know, yeah, two pounds, and there yeah. are 30, I think he said 35,000 or 350,000, 35,000, 35,000 probably runners or paying the two pound. Yeah, 35,000. That's what he said. That's 70,000 pounds. And he said 35,000 of those runners who paid, that's one, that's me and you, we're including yeah, yeah, yeah. Nawi, two pounds. Northern Athletics, so we're just talking about the the northern counties, are we? Not yeah, yeah, northern, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's that's the figure I recall now quite clearly. So it's seventy thousand pounds, thirty five thousand runners, and he he made this interesting point very well, articulated it very well, which was that most of those runners who pay the two pound, correct me if he is wrong on this, don't get involved in any of Northern Athletics is um, cross countries, you know, they're, they're not involved in any of the events, 35,000 runners. So he's probably right on that. And and his suggestion was, which was very good, why not spend your time proactively seeking more um, women in particular, he, he stated, because they're less involved in cross country than men. Mm-hmm. So he stated that if you had such passion to get these people involved instead of... Uh, in contrast to such great passion in the argument of not changing anything, you know, and that, that was really sort of stuck with me, that opinion, because yeah, 35,000 people, a lot, a lot of them are involved full stop. Uh, and to get them involved, to be proactive and to be like within such a short period of time, people are really at up that they're, they're gunning with all sorts of arguments, quite fruity ones as well. I do love the, the, um, the slander and the you know the 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 the, the put downs I love it all but really you know when you step back you think well it's it's quite nasty it doesn't really do any good it, yeah, it's, it's play, playground behavior isn't it it is yeah but I mean I love playground behavior don't get me wrong you know I'm 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 in the playground half the time but uh, I put my hand up and say well actually no I shouldn't be uh, so slanderous it's it's not a good thing and as I say he's, he stated well get get women involved those thirty five thousand members. Um, who were paying the £2 and getting absolutely nothing for the money. That's what he also said. Um, get them involved. Um, use that passion um, and really make a change instead of this debate, which is he seemed to think was, which was somewhat of a nothing debate, really, because even if there was that change, well, just big deal, get on with it, you know, kind of that mentality. And then if it doesn't work, change it back again and, and sort of go with the flow of that. But... At the same time, yeah, he may, it was interesting. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know if you have I've any seen, sympathy. I've seen the point. Yeah, I've seen, seen I've seen um, the, the post you're on about. And yeah, I, I agree, to be fair. I think like there is, there's been a lot of like just, it just getting like out of hand really with people sort of having a go at other people and, and things like on both sides of the argument. And yeah, I, th- I think there is, you know, there is a thing where... Well, and, and by the way, can... in the social media context, isn't that quite typical, isn't it? People it have is. a view, and because they're not faced off, they're not yeah, in re- yeah, reality, yeah. It's semi-sort of partial reality, they, the keyboard warriors, yeah, there's, we there's often no, talk about. Yeah, there's no way they'd ever say some of the stuff that's been said if they were face-to-face with the individual that they're, they're in saying. In which case, it, trying to say you know, this to, is you not know. the platform to have it. No, that, it's, it's definitely it's not. It's not working, is it? No, I mean... You know, I, I always say I'd love to get away from social media, but being a business owner and, and stuff, you know, I I have to be on there to promote the business. But and and my background, having done digital marketing and mostly being social media um, before before owning made to run, you know, I've I've been on there a long time now, and I I hate it. I hate being on social media, and I I stay away from it as much as I can, other than if it's business related or if I've just, you know. I have had a, a really good run or a really good session, and I do want to uh, share, you know, share or a really bad run, and I want to share that information. But I try my best to, to stay away on, in in most occasions. Um, though I'll sit and read it, which is you know probably worse. To be fair, I probably should just leave it alone and, and not even look at it. Um, but you know, it keeps you informed sometimes on on some of the smaller scale things that are going I, on. I read that uh, particular yeah. gentleman's, um, and I had no intention of reading. It. I started to read it, and because it was it was well put together, yeah, yeah. and he gave um, such balance, really. Was, yeah. But then, right at the end, I realised he's t- he tells all that he's been involved for a long time, and um, he was 
involved in some particular club where he um, was doing some sort of administration and sort of he'd argued the toss with Northern Athletics before and then I realised some history there as well uh, and um, I read his views really, really interesting and then you, you look at the comments and then the comments are sort of you know and, and then that's enough I can't go on much longer I really can't you know I just yeah. Step back. I couldn't continue any further. And I think, I think to be fair, I think that's it. And and one of the things I wrote down as a as a note today for something to discuss, and and it wasn't in relation to this, but actually it ties ties into it very well. Is you know I think we used to hold up the British club system of athletics as you know one of the the, the most powerful you know running um, development sort of systems in in the world. You know America its system is is pretty much the universities. If you're really good at university, then you'll get sponsored and you'll carry on post-university. If you're not good enough, you know, so if you're the level that you and me, you and me are, you know, we'd have finished university and, and uh, weren't runners, yeah. uh, you know, weren't that good. At, we, we were good enough, we were good, but not anything special, not enough to be sponsored or anything like that and get a contract. And that'd be it. We'd have packed in running and wouldn't bother, you know, apart from for fitness, we know going to competitions or anything for us, we wouldn't bother with it. Well, I never went um, to university. No, so I, know maybe, you didn't. I know you didn't. Maybe bother. I'd never have you never, Yeah, maybe never even bothered. got into it. You might have done yeah. a few fitness, but that might be it. Um, I must thank the Saint Anthony Striders well, for that. Yeah, so so we have this club system in the UK that that's been heralded as, mm. as fantastic, but I, I think now with the way that athletics is in the UK, the way that UK athletics has sort of destroyed the club system in a way through not helping it develop, not helping it move on and progress, um, through leaving it in a place where a lot of coaches now aren't aren't athletes. They 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 were parents of of athletes. That maybe their athletes don't even the children don't even compete anymore, but they've been they got involved in it and now have just coached for it and haven't got that background in it. So that real development and progress through. Um, whereas a lot of your coaches of the past, when when the club system worked so well, were athletes who'd had you know gone really well in their career and stuff. You know maybe not made the top, but done really well and then to, and then retired and into, into into a coach and took a coaching role and developed athletes themselves on. Um, and you still get that to, to some extent, but you get a lot of, of sort of parent coaches and things like that and, and everything. And, um, you know, no, some of them are great. Some of them are fantastic coaches. And, you know, there's been some, the likes of Peter Coe was never a, an athlete or a thingy and obviously Coach Seb to, to be one of the greatest runners of all time. Um, and there is other ones that stand out, but there's a lot of missing those top sort of athletes that are getting on and becoming coaches as well at the end of their career. And it leaves that club system with a little bit of imbalance of of people who have a, a history and background within athletics. And I don't know whether it works anymore as a system. I don't know whether the club... I don't think there's that community vibe to, to the country, to be fair, let alone within a, an athletics club um, that there used to be in the past when British athletics... That's a good when, point. When athletics That's a good was point. Great. And, you know, I look at now, I look at the American team system that they've now got. This is a, it's a relatively new thing of maybe the last... I mean, there's been some that have gone back further, but in the sort of um, mass sort of teams that are popping up left and right in America now, it's probably the last sort of 10, 15 years that this has occurred. Um, stuff like Tin Man Elite, stuff like... Um, uh, there's the the Axe and Hammer one. Um, there's the North Arizona Elite Squad, um, and uh, you know other guys out there. Uh, the Hansons team, the Brooks Beasts, everything like this. These squads that are coming together and training, very similar to the way the Kenyans train in the groups and, and the different camps and stuff like that, where you've got some sort of some sort of corporate sponsorship sort of involved. It might just be, um, you know, the local running shop sponsors a bit of a team and they don't pay the athletes, but they, you know, maybe they pay the coach and the coach is then more involved and and they're covering maybe the physio and, and, and stuff like that for the athletes and giving them a gym membership or something like that so they, they can get that facility access and stuff. But the, you know, and then, and obviously if the athlete does well enough, um, then they get a contract with a shoe brand that's tied to it and things like that. But you've got this real, you know, this real hub of, of, of runners all coming together and training as a team and, and, and pushing each other on and everything like that, which, you know, what is what the clubs used to do. And I don't think the clubs do that as much anymore. I think everyone's out for themselves and, and, and things like that in the UK. There isn't this, this hub of, 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 of athletes now that you get in a lot of these American teams that, that I've been following and watching. Yeah, really interesting there. I've been listening to Roy Keane, you know, when I was a kid captain of Manchester United forgive me you know it's football related but it's 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 connected 
to the, the sort of leadership qualities and he was the captain of the best team in Europe and uh, quite a character I thought he was a great character and he's, in, he's now a pundit and when, when he discussed um, it was the, his improvements as a player and the centrepiece of midfield and holding that sort of uh, the battles with Viet, Patrick Vieira and whatnot, and in the centre of midfield, um, he asked about improvement. And they talk about Alex Ferguson and the management, and 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 it, he said, "Well, no, no, it, it, the coach, the manager, really, it wasn't about. He didn't make the gains for me. It was the players around me, and the players I work with, the likes of Steve Bruce, Pallister, and all these characters." And, and Brian Robson and, and the, the core development not even and, and Brian Clough he was a sort of a famous manager in football Matthew uh, and, and he worked with him at Nottingham Forest but it wasn't the coaches it wasn't the managers it was the players the people around him and when I think about running I think about yourself myself um, my one great asset is, is having you as a trading partner uh, and and I, I, you're faster than me and you, you, des- you perhaps deserve more you know and, and in, in an area like we have you know that's what's lacking. It's it's the, the players around you, the runners around you, the group. I think that's where Johnny Muller has, has made the gains. It's not about the coach. I think he had a great coach, uh, Dave Evans, and he moved with Steve Vernon, who I don't know. I don't think it's Vernon who's made the difference. No, I don't think so. I think it's the, that core group of elite athletes. I think there's about seven uh, national, international athletes around him. Day in. They are out there pushing one another, learning from each other. That's where you make the gains. Yeah. It's not about the coach. The coach is there, yes, for a reason. has a role to play. But it's, I think it's overplayed, overstated at times. It's more to do with those people around you, the day-to-day, out there, in the pouring rain. Like today, I didn't want to be, be asked. No races. I'm not as motivated. It was icy. I thought, well, what's the point going out there? You get injured. Matthew suggested running on the grass. Thing, out we went. You know, that's what you want around you. But if you've got a couple, more than one, you 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 have got a group, and they're pushing you, the faster, and you're pushing them, and you've got different sort of qualities and strengths, and you you you're learning together, and of course, you, you then you 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 put professionalism on top of that, and you you may be living together, and and you, you've got the support of the brand and everything, and I, yeah, I totally agree with you. Yeah, and, and that's it. That's a perfect example of how it's working in the UK, though, with the New Balance Manchester squad. That's exactly the setup that, that I'm talking about. They have in the USA with all these different groups, but there's so many more in the US than there is over here. And I think if you had that in the UK, I, th- I think that's the way athletics needs to go now because I think the club system, um, from, from, from a. a and what, why are the brands not, uh, you know, New Balance have that, you know, small, you know, seven, you know, they're. A multi-million-dollar, you know, brand. Oh, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. they could have a lot more of these, perhaps hubs or whatever you want to call them, and all the other brands could do the same thing. Yeah. Why is it then that they've not seen this as a success and, and put it into the to, to this particular market, or, or do they you know, not I, interested? I, I, I don't know. I think it's. I think it's getting the. It's you've got to get that sort of. It, Whereas obviously you're saying like the coach isn't isn't the integral bit, and they're not the integral bit. I think the team. I think you're right. I think there's a team, but I think the coach is part of that team, and I think a lot of these squads are built around getting that coach in the first place. So 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 Steve was the was you know the integral bit. He networked with New Balance to get that squad, and then obviously they grew that. He pulled in the team, and they slept, and they've got more people in there now. Um, and that's the same with with, with Ben um, over at the North Arizona Elite, the the Hoka sponsored. So. You know, they've, Ben's negotiated the contracts there with them, um, and they've got this squad. And Ben obviously looks and rec- recruits athletes that he thinks he's going to work and fit with with the squad himself. You know, he he's not going to get people who he doesn't think are going to match up and work well as part of the team. Um, he only wants people that are going to enhance the team a bit and stuff like that. So there's, you know, you're, you're talking about now. Why don't you step back from you know the, the very elite? I'm not the very elite. I'm past that. You know, I'm not never going to be part of a, the, a squad like New Balance. Yeah. It's too late for me. What, what what would be the ultimate setting for someone like me? You know, well, I think if you were to change everything within this you know, setting, I think it's it's, it's something more like, community based, sort yeah, of working I think, together. I think a lot of what we've got with 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 the Kenyan Cuckoos group that we we run. By with, the way, people, that that is, is is something that myself and Matthew Craig 
during you using the WhatsApp and, and sticking a, a number of people who, who uh, shared the same interest and running. a similar standard to us, and and, yeah. and 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 in a way is a little bit of a group. Obviously, there's no sponsorship, there's nothing like that, and there's no coach to it. And maybe that's where it maybe falters a little bit. Is yeah, that we've not got that that pivotal central role who isn't doing the running side but is the coach who's arranging yeah. you know right let's go do this guys this is what I want you to do here so and, it, and that it, would be but that group is essentially the bare bones of, 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 a, of a training squad yeah. because we've got men and women of similar sort of standards all in there we're all from different clubs and, and, and you know backgrounds and stuff like that but um, if we had someone well, in a, co- a coach club, came into the Cuckoo Canyons first of all he'd have a cull he'd get rid of yeah, a list of names who, who never attend. Yeah. Okay, that would happen immediately. Yeah. And then the coach would set out his stall and, and have selected times when we'd all meet, really, wouldn't we? And you, perhaps you'd need an excuse. It wouldn't necessarily be, you know, because a lot of these squads do, as long as they're training with one or two of the of the members at a time, you know what I mean? Mm, a couple, okay. As long as okay. a couple of them, you know, they'll set separate sessions. It won't be like a club, like a club night, basically. It's like, turn up at half six, yeah, the coaches yeah, yeah. there, everyone turn up, here's the yeah. session, do the session. But in these squads, like, you know, Johnny might only train with two or three of the other guys in the squad for a session because he's training for the marathon. Some of the other guys are doing 5Ks, yeah. 10Ks. So Steve's probably setting them a session. He's setting the other guys a session. They're not all going to meet up and do it at the same time. Johnny's going to meet with do one that or two session of them. Do that session on so that day when you so get a chance so yeah, to. So they've still got yeah. the, you know they've got a couple of the guys who can meet up. They've got the times right. They match up together. They still get that teamwork and building together mm. and push each other on. But they're not having to wait on the full squad and everything, and they're not having to wait on doing it at a set time. Yeah, is like when matches everyone. It just it's a time that matches those couple of guys, and they can get on and do it. And then the other ones can sort out you know. A time that suits them a lot, and they'll get out and do it then. And interesting, you know, yeah, interesting. I got a, I got actually, um, I got this message this week um, from a colleague of mine. He, he, he shared it with me. And there's a rugby team down the road here, Pilks, right, Pilks, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, rugby league. And I got the coaches, um, I got the coaches uh, training for the day, you know. Right, yeah, yeah. And um, he joked with me, this lad, because he, he's not doing it. He's yeah. not doing it, but he's pretending to do it. Right. <laughs> and they, they asked. They asked him to run, to do, sorry, 50 squats. Yeah. 50 squats and then um, then continue. So you do 50 squats and then you do five burpees, so many press, a couple of press-ups, a couple of some, something else. Then you have two minutes rest. Then you do 40 squats and then this, 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 and this. 30, 20, and you do all that. And then you run 2K as fast as you can. And give me the time, it says, between 18 and 24 minutes. I thought, hang on, 18 and 24 <laughs> minutes for 2K? Yeah, yeah. That's like walking, isn't it, Pace? That's what it's at. Yeah. But I didn't want to say, like, you know, but it's it's very slow, that, isn't it? 18 to 24 minutes. You've got between 18 and 24 minutes to, to do yeah, two kilometres. It's only like, what, one? A mi- <laughs> it's a mile and a quarter, isn't it? A mile and a quarter. <laughs> isn't it? But, you know, that, that's after, but to be well, honest... That, that's for the, us, for us yeah, it would yeah. be... I mean, you think of the army, yeah. the, to get in the army, what is it, it's a what mile it? and a half, two miles, so I think it's a mile and a half, isn't it? They have to run, and they have to run it in something like 15 minutes or something like that, the armed forces, it, it's something like that, isn't it? It's, is it? Yeah, I don't it's, know. And I'm sure it's like a mile and a half in, yeah, in 15 yeah. minutes, which, which, I mean, for you and me, you know, I mean, if I was going all out... We're talking what a mile in about four twenty something like that. So another half mile. Obviously, I'm going to run a little bit slower. So maybe, maybe I'll run four thirty. Mm. So half of that again. What two uh, two fifteen? So what we're we talking six six forty five. Yeah, and then for, even, for, for it, and then and but I've got, got fifteen minutes. But yeah. I've got fifteen minutes to do it. Do you know what I mean? Well, so I could do it twice. Yeah. I could do it twice in a bit. <laughs> But, that, yeah. but we're a diff- there's a difference to he's inflating to us, his own it? ego though isn't he? Like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but, but no there, there is you know there's a, there's a difference isn't there between you know we're training specifically to run that's it that's that's yeah. what we're doing well, obviously the guys that are in the armed forces are doing that as a part of their fitness test to show that they could do that distance within 15 minutes or, or whatever it is um, but and, it's it's but they're not going to be you know necessarily they're not going out to race and, and do a 5k or whatever like that Sorry, they're, yeah, yeah. they're doing it just yeah. as a fitness. but anyway that wasn't my point my point was really he'd sent this message to all of his lads you know to do this yeah but they weren't doing it 
And they were saying that they were doing it. They were, he wasn't the only one either. And he said that he did the 2K in 1759. And he said, yeah. next week, I'm going to knock a second off. <laughs> and I said, does he know, like, that you're not doing it? He said, yeah, he probably, I think he knows that we're not doing it. I thought, well, what's what's the point, like, you know? But, yeah, it's it's, it's funny, isn't it? Because it's it's not working. And and, on this, and the coach is working, don't get me wrong. He's putting this all together and he's sending yeah, it out yeah. there. And, and these guys are, like, laughing, you know? But, but the thing is, you know, it's it's... That's fine, isn't it? For for now, I mean, they're doing that. I'm presuming they're doing that through lockdown because they can't get together and train to, as a group and stuff. But yeah. when they come back and when they're, they're back on the all all together on the pitch, those the guys who haven't been doing it and the guys <laughs> have, it's going to be a clear difference between yeah, who's yeah. bothered that, to do the work and who hasn't, prob- isn't it? You know what I mean? T- problem in a team sport like that. Then you come up against your your foes. And then half your team uh, have put on three, yeah. three stone, <laughs> yeah. you, know, you think, well, I've been training my ass off here, and, yeah. and it's not not done me any favours because these guys have, you know, yeah, re- yeah, yeah, yeah. So thank God we don't play in a team sport. Eh? Oh, that's it. That's ah, but it is, there is though, it is a team because we've just contradicted well, we ourselves there because it's so important. But have it's, a strong it's, team, it's a team yeah it's a team from a training perspective and have that support it's that support network that is trained around but obviously when it comes to the race it, it's down to you mm. you know that's where athletics differs in, in, in the realms to, to a team sport is that you know in rugby in football you can rely on those other guys that make up that team if you're having a bad day you know they'll they'll carry you through that Listen, um, you or were... you'll carry them but if it's if it's in a race and it's just you you know, if you're having a bad day, then you're having a bad day, and, and that's the end yeah, of the game for yeah. you, isn't it? Well, you know, you might get a shout from the coach on the side, or maybe one of your teammates might give you a shove. I don't know. I don't know. The Kenyans we, we've discussed, they work together as a team on the on the in the actual race. Yeah, they, they do. Oh, for a tact, from a tactic standpoint, yeah, yeah they'll so they'll utilise some of them. See, there are no straight answers in any of this. This um, Mr. Fitzgerald, who, who wrote this book, oh, yeah, you, yeah. You, you've made significant progress in this week. I have. You I have. Yeah. finished it. What's his first name? Uh, Matt. Matt. Yeah, Matt Fitzgerald. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good name. Yeah. <laughs> what was his PB? Um, so he'd run 15 years ago from when he wrote the book, he'd run a 241 marathon. Listen, Kane Green, is it ran or run? Kane Green, you know, the English teacher there, you're listening. Is it run or ran? Because Matthew you said. ran a 241. No, I don't know. No, I'm it's not... ran, it's ran. It's well, ran. why did you say run? Ah, you speak different to how you write, don't you? It's. Uh... <laughs> Thank you, Kane, there for that. Uh, <laughs> we don't need you now. It's all right. I, uh, I already insulted Kane when I posted about the book the other day. Oh yeah, well he is an old man. <laughs> he is. He is. <laughs> <laughs> um, what did he? Sorry. So what? What's he? What did he run? Rube there. <laughs> <laughs> he ran uh, two forty-one for the marathon. Two forty-one. That's a, a. It's a reasonable time. It's a good time. He he was a I good, think, I good think club it'd be runner. To be the Striders Club record at the moment. I oh, think, yeah, I think it's God, faster, yeah, than, faster than Dave Wilson. Oh, easy, easy. <laughs> easy. That's no, no time at all, that is, is it? The <laughs> 241. And he's, you don't know, he's been, he's 15 years old. How old is he? Uh, he's he's uh, early 40s, I think. Early, early 40s, 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 yeah. 40s, Forty, forty-two, forty-three, something like that. I think in the book, yeah. it does mention it, but I'm, I'm rubbish on these little facts. Mm, yeah, and uh, he's looking to be his PB. He's been training for how long with the with the so best? He, he six go, months. He does no. He does. Is um, what is it? I think it's thirteen weeks. He goes and spends thirteen weeks with them in Flagstaff, Arizona. This, this is the, the guys you're going to go and yeah, yeah, same guys, same guys. same squad here. Yeah. Mm. Very good, very good, sir. And if Jay drops out. Then uh, just send me a text and uh, don't send me a WhatsApp because I don't always get them. You know, I'll need to book some accommodation, will I? With well, Mr. Rosier. Well, he got Rosier. Yeah. Well, Rosier, ben, that's ben Rosier, yeah. Is he Spanish? No. Uh, no um, you spoke to him, did you? I spoke to him on emails. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, you not, you're not heard his. his no, no. Well, his, he's he's quite um the the couple of clips. I don't know where he's. His background is, but he sounds like a, a New Yorker when he when he when he talks. I've seen the, him, but, the, but I could be, that can be me being completely off on my geography yeah, and, and yeah, accents yeah. of America. But that that's might how be he the sort na- of comes that across. might be the nail in the coffee. Might not let you go. New Yorker, yeah. Um, there's an Irish band as well, by the way. Uh, Who? Yeah. So. Moving on, any any anything else on the um, in the fire? You know, I, this week sadly I've made very little progress with my book. I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed in myself. 
I should have had this finished by now, and I'm still only on page 220, and I've got 300 pages or so, you know. So I was in the final sort of furlong, and I've, I've fallen, I've lost a week, and that's, that's discipline, isn't it? it? It's having that sort of one hour a day sort of mentality, I think. I think that's what it should be. One hour a day, read it. One hour a day, very important. Très, très important, très important. <laughs> See, I've just, I've just hammered this, this book in the last like two or three days. I've just sat there and just, I've just really engaged with it. I've just been like proper, just, it's, I think the chapters are really short because they're like, he's basically, he writes it as the full 13 weeks he's with them. So each day is like a, is like a little miniature chapter in itself. So it's just really easy. You know, oh. it's like one or two pages and you just flick through, got him and then you, you devour the next day and you want to see how he's doing and, you know, he's he's he gets an injury at one point in there. He he's, he thinks the whole he's been there for about four weeks or something, and he, he's um, he's growing. So he's doing a really he's, a fantastic run he's having um, on St Mary's uh, Road, which is a road they train on and, and things like that. And it's it's known for its like magical essence. This road, they, like, they all have great runs there and stuff. And his 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 growing goes, and he's like, ah, oh, everything's wasted. I'm you know I, I was here to train with these guys. He he calls himself a fake pro. Um, He's living the life of a fake pro, he says, and he's uh, yeah. He gets this injury, and he goes and sees the the the, the physios and the, the chiropractors that these guys all go and see, and they're all treating him, and lately he's getting laser on him and everything like that to try and get him back running. And to be fair, he only takes I think he takes about five days, five days off, six days off, and he's back on it, and he's he's back going again, and. He keeps panicking and worrying and stuff, and he keeps doubting himself. And he said he didn't want to, he didn't want to commit to the coach, the time that he felt he wanted, the, the aim that he wanted to do. Um, he wants to break, you know, two forty, and he he he's he scared of saying that out loud to anyone and letting anyone know because he thinks if he does that, you know, one they either like laugh at him or uh, you know that's it. He'll set himself up for failure to, to you know to fall apart and not manage it, and. Um, Someone, someone, his training's going so so well. One of the athletes that's running with him says, "You know, yeah, you're going to break two thirty-five. You know, that you're, you're flying, you're, you're going well." And you know, and he ends up chatting with them, and they're like, "No, you've got to be be confident about it. You've got to you got to say it. You've got to make it real what you're going for. You know, and, and tell everyone. It's not arrogance. It's not the it's it's setting that reality and that you are capable of it, and that's what you're doing, and that's what you're working towards instead of just sort of keeping it hush hush and you know, because then then if you don't if it doesn't come together on the day, you can always, you know, go, oh, well, I wasn't aiming for that, really. I was doing that, you know what I mean? Whereas if you set some real reality to it, it really, you know, gives you that motivation, that drive to really, really hit that sort of time. And sometimes it'll come and, and sometimes it won't, but you, you go back to the drawing board if it doesn't. Interesting, interesting. And how many hours did you read for in the in the day where you really, you know? Uh, oh, uh, Probably a good like three or four hours, just sort of sat yeah. reading, reading one, through one, it. Yeah. One stint. Uh, yeah, or just broken up into maybe two little stints and stuff yeah. like that. I know yesterday I, I, I was reading it quite a bit, and Jade was busy trying to buy a couch. She's got in her head she wants a new couch now, even though she's got two decent couches, but she she wants another one. So uh, I don't mind so taking she, taking she, your she, couches she, off you. Yeah, I can. Uh, so she kept she kept sitting there on eBay trying yeah. to find a couch, and I was bored, so I, I picked me book up and thought, well, you know, if she's not going to pay me any attention or anything. Like that I'll uh, I'll read. And what are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do with the old couches? I think she's just going to sell them. Uh, well, I maybe I'll make you an offer. I'll make you an offer. Um, <laughs> that's Richard's watch and Matthew's. Um, oh, I, thought I reminded couches. Richard for you on Strava when we oh, were out on uh, very good, on yeah. Thursday yeah. when we did the session, and I was keeping time for you. I said, uh, I said, yeah. I said to uh, on Strava, I said that you've been you've been asking about your watch, Richard. And uh, you wanted to know when it was coming because yeah, uh, yeah. you were fed up with my with my timing because I was you were dropping me behind and, and you couldn't hear me yeah. shouting your splits so oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. you 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 need that watch. And what did he say? Uh, he he says uh, I bet he, I bet he expects it to only be like twenty quid or something like that. I said no, he expects it to be free. <laughs> <laughs> Have Garmin brought out a new watch yet? No, I have no idea. Well, that's what we're waiting yeah, for. Yeah, he, he always buys. I'm fairly certain they have. To be fair, I, I think it came out last year. I think he's playing oh. you on a bit. Chasing. Mm. <laughs> See, Richard, is, he buys the latest model. You know what some of these people are like. And I'm going to take his, you know, previous you know, model before he buys the latest. Yeah. God, I didn't get that. Didn't make that very clear, <laughs> did I? But it, it makes sense to me. It does. And I think with, with, with that, our uh, starting to, to ramble slightly, I think that's time to... Thank all our listeners for... God, I've got so much to talk about, you know. And, and um, <laughs> What about my mate Donald Trump? How's he, get, how's he getting on? 
He's on trial next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Don't know. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Next week for trial. Oh, God. Yeah, there's a warning for you people. Stay out of politics. <laughs> and by the way, Donald was uh, was the only man, um, I believe, uh, not involved in any wars. Isn't that interesting? Out of all those previous presidents, Barack Obama, uh, <laughs> Barry Clinton, um, what was his name? <laughs> Barry Clinton. All those other fellas. He was the only one, Donald Trumpy boy who wasn't involved in any sort of war that he'd taken on. And he, he, you were telling me he won a Nobel Peace Prize in his first year. I think he was nominated for it. I don't think, I don't think no, he won it. Oh, he didn't win it. I don't think he won. He changes his statements to me. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the shoe's on the other foot now, eh? Well, so we're looking forward. We've got Kelly Hamilton as a, as a potential guest. Um She's coming on the show. She agreed to come on the show. She's going to come on as a, as a, as a, as a co-host with us and give us another another yeah. angle to our discussions. Yeah, in, we, we in, need in, some throughout women. Throughout a lockdown, I think. We, we need a lady's perspective. And Rachel Furclough. Oh, Rachel's moved to the sunny hills of Rainford, I believe. She has yeah. ran, ran past yeah. her house yesterday while really? she was moving oh, in. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah me and yeah. Dylan, we ran oh. past. Yeah, I believe the building, Rachel, on that field, that you, you've got a beautiful <laughs> view. I've just... Bought up those acres of land. I'm going to build a few houses, you know, just so you can, so you can watch the, the skyscrapers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rachel is one of these people. You give her an olive branch, and she'll put, turn a gun on you. You know, like she's no the, longer that, coming on the show now. That's, that's <laughs> my that's my kind of woman. You know, <laughs> we look forward to having those girls on the show. We really do need a lady's perspective. And we got got other 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 people in the in the in the firing line. We got that lady, you know, Moss Banks sort of way. What was she? she's a famous sort of local runner, wasn't she years ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she may, maybe we get her on the show, and we got got your mother, an Olympian. God, we got to get her on the show when things settle down. So yeah, things are cooking. Keep tuned and uh, keep listening, guys. All the best. 